What does a pharmacist do? Well, most people might answer that a pharmacist dispenses the medications that my doctor prescribes. Now, I work with a ton of great pharmacists, and one thing that I don't generally see is excitement about pills in a vial. And this is probably because pharmacists have been trained to do so much more. So what can you get excited about in your community? To find out, let's go Beyond the Scripts. Welcome back to Beyond Scripts. I'm your host, Will Tuft, the Director of Education at Pioneer Rx. And today, I want to dive into kind of a uh, kind of a, a side conversation for most pharmacists, most business owners, and in independent pharmacy, uh, because branding is really something that has evolved a lot over the past, I don't know, hundred years, I guess. Um, you know, as as society kind of moved into a consumer culture, brands were a really important way to convey confidence in the quality of the product that you were going to purchase. Uh, and over the years, there's been, you know, quite the shift through advertising, I think, mostly that brands became almost more of an identity uh, and some some way to connect with the consumer and the consumer to connect with the product. And one of the best examples I can think of over the past you know few years would have to be like the Yeti coolers and their stickers that you see on the back of everybody's pickup truck, a sticker that says, I bought a quality product, but more importantly, I identify with that. I'm outdoorsy, I'm recreational, I have expendable income, and we have these positive things in common. And it's a way for people to identify and connect. So how can a pharmacy take advantage of that connection in their community? How can a pharmacy convey that inclusion and say, I'm local, I'm professional, and I can help you stay healthy? So today, I want to invite Michael Stout to join us uh, and talk about that very topic at Table Rock Pharmacy. So, Michael, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Excited to be here, talk about uh, some marketing and some branding initiatives that we've done uh, in the past and uh, that we continue to do, and some of the struggles that we've seen um, from trying to kind of make a pharmacy cool because yeah. it's, not, it's not like a craft beer where everyone wants to, you know, wear your T-shirts or like put your logo on a on a, you know, a sticker and put it in the back of your pickup truck. Well, you know, you say that. But one of the things that I notice on the Table Rock uh, pharmacy website on the Instagram is that awesome T-shirt that you're wearing right now. And I was when I saw that on Instagram and I saw the whole team wearing that. Um, it does convey a, a bigger picture of, you know, hey, this is a really cool team. Uh, and, and, and that kind of transcends the uh, idea of pills in a bottle for sure. Yeah, and that's what we wanted to kind of do. I mean, we have a logo that's been around since the inception uh, of this business, uh, which was my, my in-law's business to start out about 30 years ago. And we didn't want to just get rid of that and um, – We've kind of thought about maybe refreshing it a little bit, but for the time, we just kind of kept it. But we did want to create some other pieces that we felt like people would want to wear um, or kind of show off uh, that kind of showed, you know, our, our pharmacy in a in a kind of more hip manner. So which is why we made the T-shirt uh, like we did 
Um, and we sell them in the store for, for super cheap, like seven, eight bucks a shirt. Um, and I give them away uh, at like uh, events and festivals that we sponsor. Every time I get someone to transfer in, like I've got a big poster that says transfer in and get a free t-shirt. And sometimes I have patients walk by and be like, Where, where's my t-shirt? And I'll be like, well, this is kind of an initiative, you know, that we're trying to get. So it is a kind of a, a balancing act, but most of the time they're, they're cool with it. They don't really care that much about the t-shirt, but, but, um, but that has been like, that's just one part of us trying to further push the brand to make it, you know, uh, I guess more of a, more of a lifestyle, um, if you would, uh, that people feel like, uh, that's a cool enough t-shirt that I could wear in Morgan or, you know, in public, you know, with this one, we have a, a table rock, uh, that's part of, well, table rock pharmacy. And that's like, a, you can see it pretty much anywhere in town. It's, it's a big landmark in the area. And there's a river that kind of runs down through it. And that's also a big landmark. So we sort of incorporated all those in the design, um, to try to make it look cool. But, um, yeah, that's just kind of that, one area. That's kind of a fun way to like, you know, kind of tie in that community pride and, and, you know, allow your community to kind of support local business while, you know, really taking pride in their own community. And so again, you kind of transcend advertising where it is that lifestyle, like, Hey, it's, it's about us. It's, it's this community, it's authentic. Um, and I think that authenticity is what's really kind of makes that work. You know, it, it does. It does. I definitely think, uh, on any initiative, the more authentic you can be, um, the better, um, stuff that we've done in the past that's been like heavily stock oriented with stock photography or stock video. It, it doesn't perform nearly as well as the stuff that's organic and, you know, real life, uh, shows our patients, shows our, we don't really show a lot of patients, but shows our employees, uh, you know, in the act of doing pharmacy or, or promoting products. So I, I definitely think that your best results are going to come from stuff that, that is organic. Uh, and it comes from your staff and comes from you, uh, the regurgitated stuff, the stuff, I mean, unfortunately, like the stuff that the paid promotions that people kind of get tied into, it's good that you're present, but I don't think it's the best you can do if you were to just allocate, you know, a couple hours a week to try to push out some content that's just relevant just to your store and your staff and your community. Yeah. I think like, you know, advertising, especially, you know, as, as we've gotten away from that kind of like mainstream culture where everybody's listening to the same, you know, 10 radio stations, whatever genres there are, but everyone's listening to broadcast radio or watching broadcast TV. You know, there's very limited channels of, of reaching people. Um, now there's so many different channels. And within that, people people are, are really like drawn to authenticity. And, and maybe in the 90s, in those other channels, you might see, you know, small business trying to look bigger and trying to compete with those bigger uh, corporations and, and look big. And now you kind of see just the opposite. You see big corporations trying to look small and, and, and trying to replicate that authenticity and rarely doing it um, very well. But, but it's definitely a trend where that is, that is an advantage that independent pharmacies, especially 
independent pharmacies that have been established in a community for a long time have a a lot of uh, a lot of clout and a, a lot of uh, gas in the tank to really you know uh, carry that message forward if they do it well. Yeah, I don't have the the statistics, but I know I've read. Uh, some spending habit trends for the Gen X and Gen Ys. Uh, and I know they tend to skew more towards, um, you know, they want to have more experience-based, uh, you know, purchases. And they also want to purchase things that are are more local um, and that feel like they're they're sort of making a difference uh, with some of their, their spending habits. So I do think that uh, independent pharmacy uh, does kind of, play into that and um, does kind of have a, a an advantage um, to maybe some of your change because there is a, I don't say there's like a resentment towards like, you know, big companies, but there is, I think was, there is a little bit and not in all spaces, but um, you know, some people do have, while they may still shop there, they may not like the idea that they shop there. You know, they, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone goes to Walmart, but not everyone likes Walmart. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and that that's a funny thing with branding, too, is just how, you know, how fickle that can be or how much that changes um, based on what people get out of that brand. Right. Like people in a really small community, when you receive kind of that nod or that acknowledgement of, you know, a, a franchise coming into the community, it's kind of a badge of pride. Like, oh, we're we're big enough to have this, you know recognized franchise here. Whereas in a bigger community, you're like, I'm not going to go to the recognized franchise. And and so it is kind of funny how that can shift based on where you are in the perception. Um, but at any rate, I feel like you really have to have the services and goods to back that up as an independent pharmacy. So tell me a little bit about Table Rock and uh, kind of where that fits into the local community. Yeah. So like I said, uh, it's a pretty established pharmacy. Um, my in-law started it uh, from scratch. It was a medicine shop. And then they bought out that franchise uh, license and turned it into Table Rock. And it's been that way for, uh, I'm not sure the exact amount of time, at least uh, at least 15 years. Um, but then my wife and I bought it uh, about three and a half years ago um, from them. And, uh, and they, you know, my in-laws did a phenomenal job growing the business. Um, had a great patient base to start out with. Uh, but then, you know, they were ready to retire and they had kind of, you know, they'd kind of gotten, I guess not like slack, but they had just gotten a little complacent with some of their marketing initiatives. And, and, uh, that's, you know, I, myself, I was a freelance designer, um, kind of coming into the mix. Um, we're in a small town in Western North Carolina. Uh, my wife and I moved from our jobs in Charlotte, um, and came up here to do this, um, you know, just to run this business. And I didn't really know initially that I was going to have any role in the pharmacy. Um, and then after the first two years, I think I just came in maybe twice a week and would kind of do book work and run payroll and then kind of help with the marketing. And then it, it kind of became more like, you know, let's, let's do more like let's. And also I was kind of burning the candle both ends. I had clients that were, you know, pushing me to get stuff done and I had stuff that I wanted to do with the pharmacy. So at the end of last year, uh, about a year and a half ago, I said, we go all in, you know, put all of our eggs in, in the pharmacy and, and really go for it. Uh, and it's been good because uh, I've got added time to do to do other things. Um, but some of the stuff we changed, like, 
you know, my, my in-laws and uh, the predecessors, they did, a, they did a great job. They were advertising on radio with our local papers. Um, and, um, and that was kind of a, a print and digital initiative that they were, you know, contracted in. And when we took over, you know, I robustly like increased the, the design of those things, but didn't really see the results that, uh, and, and a lot of stuff you can't see the results. Let me just kind of put, put that out there. Uh, yeah. we don't sell a lot of direct ROI services like, you know, click here, buy this now. Okay, great. That ad worked really well. We sold, you know, X amount. You know, a lot of these promotions are awareness-based or service-based things that you may not need at that very moment, but at least you're putting your the seed out there that when you do need them, people remember you uh, for that service. Um, so lately, we've kind of steered away um, from more traditional avenues of marketing. We don't do very much print. Um, at all. Um, we're not currently in a radio contract, but um, I'm not against radio. And I, I do think there is, especially in smaller towns, there is a lot of people that listen to just a select amount of radio stations. Um, sure. You, you think you just kind of have to have, I kind of like to have something going on um, that I can kind of really push like flu shots or um, I don't like just kind of blanket um, service statements. I'd like to kind of kind of narrow it down. Free delivery is a good one. And I've got a couple scripts that I'm working on right now, actually, to push out to our local radio station that, that really kind of hones in with just some individual services to try to just promote those awareness things. But mostly we spend all of our, our marketing budgets on uh, the phone because uh, it's oh really everyone's face is, I mean, yeah. everyone's face is buried in their phone and they're, you know, and they're all on Facebook. They're all on Instagram. They're all on, well, not everyone is on Facebook and Instagram, but there's a good chunk. And now like pretty much all your boomers are now on Facebook. Um, and, and that's going to be your next aging demographic. Um, yeah. So I, we do spend a lot of time uh, promoting that sector. I've pretty much always got a set of core service ads that, uh, and I, I don't, I kind of tweak the creative, the design of them a little bit, like every month uh, and kind of just so it's something new uh, that's always running, that promotes delivery, our you know, adherence packaging, um, you know, and then some of our COVID testing. We always run COVID testing ads ever since the pandemic. And that's, that's actually one thing that you can see kind of a direct ROI because we can put links to click through to our, you know, our online scheduler where you can see that that traffic's actually coming through like certain ads. Um, oh, nice. Been good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the birth control, uh, we just started doing that in North Carolina, which is um, select pharmacists, you know, can go undergo training and prescribe birth controls or certain birth controls now. So we've got like a pretty good ad presence for birth control prescribing to try to like promote awareness and, and kind of, uh, we, we haven't seen a ton of traffic, but we've, got one today <laughs> okay. uh, and uh and i just dropped all those ads like on monday uh for nice. that service set so so what it, what does that look like specifically so like if i'm you know maybe looking on my scrolling through uh social media instagram or facebook am i going to see based on like my uh oh yeah my my, my gps like 
a targeted ad for immunizations. And then maybe later on that day, I might see one that says, did you know we do adherence packaging? So kind of different product based on. So we don't, I don't, I don't do uh, any like specified retargeting, like a retargeted ad is where you'll initially push an ad to someone. And then at a certain time later, uh, you retarget them and retailers do this a lot, um, especially your online retailers. You know, they'll pull your search history. They see that you're looking for a cooler, uh, you know, and then you land away. And then, you know, they say the next time that you log in from that IP address or whatever, they'll hit you again with another ad for that cooler. Um, so we don't do any like retargeting because we're just not e-commerce focused, but um, I do narrow down the demographics uh, of, of what I'm trying to promote, like with birth control, for instance. I mean, that was, I don't want to push that to male. So it's female only. I don't want to push it to people, you know, older than like 55. Uh, so it's really just 18 to like 45 females within a certain you know, 10 mile radius of our store. Uh, and then you can even plug in like uh, interest that I feel like are applicable uh, to the people that we're trying to to market this to. Um, so I'd say like, if you haven't, if you haven't played around uh, with like the Facebook ads manager, like kind of give yourself a, a couple hours to just to kind of look through it. It's pretty intuitive. Um, I mean, it can be a little overwhelming, but um there's a lot of great, you know, YouTube videos you can source to how to navigate it. Um, I just don't, and it's a time constraint. I mean, we're in a unique spot where, you know, my wife is, she kind of runs the front end of the show and manages, manages all the, the RX side of things. And, and I kind of run the back end of the show and, and kind of manage, you know, the bookkeeping and the HR and, and the marketing side. So we've kind of split our roles to where we've, can allocate time to do that, but not everyone is in that, in that situation. Um, so, but I do think you gotta have, you gotta do something. Um, yeah. like don't, don't just be complacent. If you can't do it yourself, hire somebody that can help you do it. Um, because I, I, I mean, people are constantly on their phone. I mean, all day, every day. So I think that for your emerging, uh, audience, you know, I think that's a great way to promote yourself. Um, we, yeah. uh, so that's primarily what we do. I've looked at advertising with Hulu even, um, I haven't pulled the trigger on that. Um, but it's, uh, something I'd, I'd kind of like to do this year. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, there's entire, um, you know, sections of the population that you're just not going to reach through, you know, localized print or, um, you know, through like the radio, like I took the, uh, <laughs> actually took the antenna off my car. Cause I was like, you know, I, it messes up the lines. It doesn't do anything. Like I'm not listening to the radio. Um, so, you know, I always, I always have my streaming services of, of one, you know, one thing, whether it's Spotify or, you know, whether I'm looking on Instagram, but it's something that's going to be you know, social media is cellular based, not, uh, you know. And you can't do, I mean, it is still good to appeal to your, your older demographic because they're not going to be, you know, your 70 and 80 year olds probably aren't going to be on Facebook. I mean, unless you're just pretty hip, <laughs> but like, um, you know, so you do need to try to market yourself. So we'll, we'll put stuff in this, our local senior center, um, and we'll still do like events. That's been one thing we've done this year. That's, um, 
I mean, we haven't seen like like another thing. We haven't seen immediate ROI results other than the people that I can get to transfer like right on the spot, which mm-hmm. I, I found is harder than it, it's in my mind. I was like, well, I'll just go out there and I'll just convince people to come to our store. But I mean, it's it's harder than you, than you think just to just to pull people pull people in there, even though they're not really tied to their pharmacy. Like you know, there's they don't want to just leave. It, so I haven't right perfect elevator pitch to be like you know it doesn't even though it doesn't take any work on their part it's just a transfer uh there's still some hesitation there that they don't want to commit um yeah but i i do think like if you can engage in the public in the community through events um and get yourself out there with a table and a tent and you know i've got a bunch of flyers uh printed out that sort of outline all of our services and i go out there and they'll be like, you know, well, I'm kind of far away. Well, I'll be like, you know, boom, here's a free delivery flyer, you know, or like here's a compounding flyer. Um, and I'll kind of hit them with that. Um, so any any sales tools that you can kind of develop to help you, you know, promote your ideas and your, and your services are definitely helpful um, when you're when you're in the community. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's a couple aspects to that. It's not just um, advertising a, you know, a special offer and hoping that converts to a, to a transaction at the point of sale. But there's also, you know, that larger element of brand recognition and just building yourself as, you know, a cornerstone so that when that need arrives, when that patient to be does have their first prescription or when they do have a question or when they're dissatisfied with, the service that they got around the corner, they they have that locked away, that brand recognition they saw on the billboard, they saw on Instagram, they they hear playing on the radio at grandpa's house, you know, in the on, on the commercial, you know, whatever it is, whatever that exposure. But um, but I think that's a big part of it, not just advertising this the the service, but really establishing yourself in the community. Yeah, I think so. And you know, um, you kind of want to be cohesive kind of across the board. That's another thing that, that I try to do, um, not only from like a design aesthetic, but like a messaging too. Um, so for us, like we kind of have this sort of subtle, uh, tagline that's, it's, it's like kind of like committed to your health and I don't, I didn't trademark it and I don't push it heavily. It's in our store. And it does end up on a lot of our ads, um, but we do want to be like committed to our patients' health and well-being, and that's something that I try to echo through a lot of our stuff uh, that we put out there. Um, like we don't, we're not always like pushing, you know. Although we do have really competitive, you know, cash prices, we're not always pushing like cheap cash prices because a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't really pay much for it you know, their, their medicine, it's all run through insurance. So like for most folks, uh, unless you're cash paying, um, cost does, isn't the biggest deciding factor. Um, I mean, people do like free copays, um, you know, if you can honor free copays, but we're not always able to do that. Like certain retailers are. No, but I, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the space that any business owner wants to really, you know, race to the bottom of, um, you know, where, where you have so much more to offer than, right. you know. I mean, so we're just trying to, to keep growing ourselves as a, like a destination for, for health and wellness. Um, and, and I'm not a big 
uh, we're not a big supplement store, but uh, it's areas that we like to grow. We've done a little bit to grow some of those areas in, but um, yeah, I do think you have to you have to think about your big picture. Who do you want your audience to be? Like, what? Who are you trying to get in your pharmacy? Are you trying to get you know the guys on on Medicaid? Or are you trying to get uh, the people that are going to come in and and buy a sixty dollar supplement bottle? You know, think about who your audience is. Think about like. Can you even get that audience in your area? We're in kind of a rural area, North Carolina. Um, it has a lower, probably, uh, medium income than you know some of your metropolises are across the U.S. So we have to kind of keep that in mind uh, when we're promoting ourselves and when we're you know stocking product because certain things we stock. It's I can just tell you like that's not going to sell because people don't have that expendable income to do to buy it, especially right now. And all they can think about is how much money they're putting in the gas tank. So, you know, with, with that being said, you know, I can see where like the monthly educational classes that you guys offer, the, um, you know, diabetic education, you know, if you're able to take those products to, you know, meet, meet your community where, where they are. Like I can, I can imagine, you know, being set up at the local farmer's market with your delivery car behind you and you have your booth set up and you're just talking to people and, and, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, that's a, one of our, that was one of our sponsorships this year was the farmer's market. Um, and it was, we were kind of debating, we have a local concert series every Friday night in our town that there's a little amphitheater in town and we could, we were debating on doing that or the farmer's market, but we felt like the farmer's market was people it's first in the morning, you know, they're it's Saturday. So they're in a pretty good mood. They're like at the farmer's market. So it's a good spot to sort of, you know, reach out to people. Um, and, and they typically will give you a little bit more time. And, and even if they don't convert right there, um, you know, they see you in their community uh, kind of making a, and they are associating you with like a good wholesome environment, like the farmer's market. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, that's a good like association to, to have. Um, no, I feel like that's your target, like your target base. Those are people who are okay with paying a little bit more for a quality product, who care about what they're getting, who are, you know, a discerning customer who wants quality and, and takes pride in, and local business. I mean, that's, that's perfect. A, a lot of times, uh, you know, that, age demographic too is going to overlap perfectly with some of the products that you offer. So, yeah, 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 it's been good. I've, I've, uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a little bit of a, uh, commitment because it's Saturday and you know, you work all week and, um, some people even are working on Saturday. So it's like one more day, uh, to kind of, you know, get your stuff together, but it's, you know, it's short lived it's just for the summer and it's worth it. I yeah. Think. Yeah, and those are also fun too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll go for, and we don't, you know, we're not a vendor. Uh, I mean, we're a sponsor, so we, I don't feel like I have to still stay there, you know, all day. I'll go for a couple hours and then break it down. Then I'll go shop the farmers market and go home. Um, sure. So, and my wife's been um, like, we've been vaccinating at the farmers market. I mean, it's not like lined up out the door, but we, you know, we vaccinate a couple people, boost them here and there, and they really like that. Um, and we've done, we've taken like uh, A1, not A1C, but, um, you know, like blood sugar uh, and uh, blood pressure monitoring and, and done that as well. It's just a, a way to kind of, and also, I also come with like free stuff, like free samples that I get from 
suppliers. I'll just kind of throw them in a, a bucket and then I'll, I'll bring them all out there. Uh, so like I've got a lot of free sunscreen samples right now. So that's like really pertinent. It's hot, you know, especially it's sun's coming up. Uh, I'll take koozies and pens, uh, just anything to kind of lure them in, you know, <laughs> that's what I was about to ask. If you're at a farmer's market, you know, how do you compete with the, uh, like pralines or the, you know, the, the, the nice produce right across from you? I bring a sampling of products. I bring like, um, a little bit of like local honey, although there's a honey lady next to me that probably hates me. Uh, <laughs> and, then I, and then I bring like sunscreen, CBD, uh, just like a, a small sampling of things just to see like the sunscreen's like it's hot. So, you know, don't forget to yeah. bring it. It's, and it's Saturday. Yeah, that's a really good idea. And, you know, like last week, I think I sold like, you know, like four or five bottles of sunscreen. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's good to just kind of have a couple things on the table. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, usually I'm just trying to like, Hey, would you want a free sample? You want a koozie? Um, you know, and then I'll just ask them, you know, where they get the medicine and, and then I'll ask them, have you ever thought about like, are you happy with it? And a lot of times they say, well, not really. <laughs> and then that's when I try to sell them through. Um, so, and those are conversations you don't get to have anywhere else. Um, no. and that, and that's like awesome one-on-one, you know, marketing it. And then from that point on, it's, it's all on you to sell it. Um, but, uh, but you can't have that with any other, uh, promoted marketing that you're going to do, um, like through print or, or digital or video. Um, cause you know, right there, you're, you're interacting with a potential, you know, lead or customer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you guys have like a whole host of uh, enhanced services that you guys offer, uh, medication synchronization, adherence packaging, uh, compounding, uh, educational uh, opportunities, immunizations, DME, travel consulting, uh, CMRs. So you, you guys do kind of have a whole host of things that you're able to offer. You know, are you able to, um, you know, get that message across when you have patients who are, you know, competing in an Amazon world? Maybe they, they, they've tried the Amazon, um, uh, adherence packaging and, and haven't been happy with the service or, you know, how are you able to compete with on an, in an online space with those online competitors? You know, I don't, I don't, I can't say like actually spoken, uh, to someone that's been like a pill pack customer, like actually, and, and then stopped. Um, more common than not, it's like, well, my insurance has forced me to mail order. Uh, I would, I would prefer to be at a local pharmacy, but all my drugs are, are, you know, free through mail order. Um, which, you know, you kind of have to just, you know, sometimes you just don't know what their drugs are going to be. I mean, you know, they're going to have a copay on most cases, uh, but it's simply going to be pretty inexpensive. So you just kind of have to just tell them that, well, uh, look what you're getting in your current situation versus what you could be getting if you were to come to us. Uh, and I try to sell through that, like, you know, we have a full staff and then we're going to take the time to, to help you to understand your medications, plus the array of, of expanded services that we offer um, whenever you may need them. And then we don't like limit those to patients. Those are available to anybody, you know, certainly if um, – you know, COVID was great because we had all these <laughs> non-patients come in uh, that 
eventually, like, and initially we were so kind of like flustered with like vaccines and testing. We were like, we didn't even think about it because we were so busy. But then like as things kind of tapered down a little bit, we had some lulls. We were like, we, we should be like aggressively like going after these people that are not in our system. Like why are, you know, sure. we're, we're just letting leads come in and go out the door. So then we started like uh, everyone that would come in for a COVID test or a vaccine, you know, we started putting marketing material right there at the vaccine table. We kind of dedicated the back of our store. We have a, a small room and we kind of, it's just like now it's just the vaccine area. <laughs> There's like another waiting area. Uh, and we kind of have an intake station and we had the room where we, you know, issue vaccines and I don't think it's going away uh, anytime soon. So it looks like that's just going to stay there. But so any patients that come through that are not your patients that may come in for a COVID test or a COVID vaccine, like, get after them. And if, and if they're not a patient, you know, like, you know, ask them why they're not a patient, ask them if they'd ever consider going, coming to you. Um, so that's, that's one thing. And we've had a couple people turn over and we've had a couple people say, not right now, but then they come back around. Um, yeah. So, you know, definitely reach out there. I noticed, uh, I think in an, I'm not sure if it was on this series, but another series that we were watching, someone had made a great comment about, all the email addresses that you've been collecting through your online signups for testing or vaccines. Like a lot of people use JotForm or Acuity for an online scheduler, which is kind of, be, and it, and that's sort of become like a whole new service scheduler for independent pharmacies. Like now we've listed all of our, you know, our med D consults or, or part B consults. Um, and um, basically, uh, excuse me, our birth controls, our testing, our vaccines. So anything that is a service, you can kind of sign up for it now, which is good because people can go there and they can make an appointment. Um, but it also forces them to put their information in, uh, including their email. So if you've got, uh, if you're with Digital Pharmacist or if you're with um, Rx Local, um, yep. you know, you've probably got a newsletter feature and you can probably add, like manually add email addresses. So like recently we just dumped like 2000 email addresses or more from all those signups over the years, uh, into our, our newsletter. And then, uh, we put like giant, give us a five star review, like right at the top of our newsletter. Mm. Um, and have really re like really boosted our, uh, our reviews online. That's been another big initiative. Um, because you know, that those reviews really, I mean, they don't, it's not completely, based on, you know, how you rank, but it's a big chunk of it. Uh, if you've got a lot of positive reviews in your area, it definitely plays in your favor on your SEO ranking when people type in, you know, location sure. pharmacy. Um, so we've like, we've been compensating our staff. Like, well, initially it started out, we paid our staff, like every time we got a review, we give them like a, a Starbucks gift card. But that kind of started to get expensive because we really started <laughs> to get a lot of reviews so now we've just done it to like, it's a once a week thing. Like as long as we get a, a five-star review, like sometime during the week, we'll, we'll push, we'll give our staff like all gift cards for like free coffee. Um, and that's kind of helped because like we've got cards like around the pharmacy with a QR code that says like, have a good experience, like leave us a review and they can snap a picture and then give us a review. Um, so that's been a good way to really try to boost, boost our reviews and, and, We've also added to like our newsletter, like to, you know, follow us on social media. And, and then we've also uh, just recently added to like 
our expanded services to like go on basically to our acuity landing page where you can see all of our our itemized services and sign up there so uh i think nice. just any way you can find and the good thing about a lot of these are like it's low cost like um you know billboards is going to run you five to depending on your your market five to a thousand bucks a month uh for high traffic billboards um you know radio it's 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 still pretty expensive and um tv's you know even higher but like uh a lot of digital advertising is cheap you know and it's um and like i said people spend a lot of time looking down at their phone so uh i definitely think yeah it's a good bang for buck and you can you can really narrow it down specifically to who you're targeting you know if you're running a free delivery ad like you know let's target your older demographic and uh that's that's the kind of the beauty of digital these days is it's just the targeting yeah, I was just thinking about that when you mentioned the uh, open enrollment consults, you know, being able to target that very specific demographic with a solution that, you know, they, they're probably stressing about and, and, you know, that can be the difference between you losing a patient, um, you know, if they end up on a plan that makes them go mail order uh, versus r retaining or gaining a patient. Yeah, or better yet, I mean, it's just helping them pick a plan that is profitable to your pharmacy. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there are softwares out there that can show you, I'm not, I think everyone probably knows what I'm talking about. I don't know if we can, are we allowed to name names here? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, if you found something that works for you, I'd love to share that, those successes. I mean, I think there's really one, it's just AmpliCare. Um, and you know, AmpliCare sells it like they're, you're going to get a lot of a bang out of it all year round. Yeah, we don't get as much bang out of it all year round, but we do get a good bang for its buck uh, come open enrollment because sure. it is a robust program. It allows you to see every plan, you know, tailored to their drugs specifically and then can give them a real easy digestible, you know, price annually. Um, and that and that's something they you can't really get in a lot of places. Everywhere you go, most times it's going to be a broker pushing a set number of plans um, so you're not going to see the, the whole picture. And that's what we tell people that are interested in that service. And they seem really receptive to that idea that, you know, that we're an unbiased uh, opinion, basically. We're not selling insurance. You know, we're just trying to keep their drugs cheap for them and profitable for us. Yeah. Well, everybody wants to have a guy in their corner, right? So to have, a, you know, to have my, my enrollment guy, like a, a trusted person in my corner that's going to help me, um, you know, that's that's great because you don't know what you don't know. And I, and I feel like there's probably I can only imagine the, um, you know, the stress of like finding out you you're, you can't go to your pharmacy. You have to go mail order like or your co-pays change and, and worrying about that. And, you know, in the back of your head, having the, the story, the, you know, the horror story from a friend of yours who it went poorly. You know, they chose the wrong plan. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that. You know, the two choose wrong plans. You know, people that come in and we're on, you know, I had one patient like, well, I just wanted to pick this plan. You know, she was paying out of pocket every month for, uh, you know, for Eloquis. And she just, I said, well, why'd you pick this plan? Well, that's the plan that my husband before he passed always liked. You know, right. I was like, well, you know, plans change year to year. It's, you know, and it changed based on your drugs. And so, yeah, people do need some education around that. That's definitely a... Um, 
And that can really help your, your pharmacy if you can coach these people in your, for a plan that meets their needs and a plan that meets your needs. Because um, there are definitely some, yeah. there are definitely some loser plans out there from DR perspectives. <laughs> so you talked about meeting people in the community and kind of being, you know, an established brand there. You talked about uh, kind of touching base with them on the, um, I guess the web community. Uh, in the web marketplaces. Uh, and then, you know, you, you also mentioned deliveries. And I think right now you're kind of riding a, uh, a bit of online popularity with the uh, recent NCPA NICE Award that is, um, you know, looking at your delivery service where uh, you have really cool looking uh, kind of union of uh, your pharmacy services, your graphic design, your community engagement, your online representation of that, all of these things kind of came together with that one project in the NICE Award. Uh, so definitely want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, the delivery vehicle, uh, we've always delivered for, you know, for years, and I don't know when it started, but it's been around for a long time here. And it's always kind of been free, but it, before we came on board, it was kind of an under, uh, under the table service. It was kind of like we deliver, but we want to make a big deal out of it. And um, when I came on, I was like, man, this, we should make a big deal out of this. And there were some reservations there. One, because they didn't hire staff for it. Uh, and two, because there was like some safety concerns, which are warranted for sure. You're riding around with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of drugs. Sometimes they're controlled and people are crazy about their controlled drugs. Um, sure. You know, so I was like, well, you know, let's kind of just see how it goes. Um, and I was like, but I really think that the, the benefits outweigh the negatives. I mean, we've got a car that's on the road for, you know, anywhere from two to four hours a day, riding all around town. Like, let's make sure people know, like, <laughs> whose car that is. Like, that's just, that's just mobile advertising right there. You know, you go in big cities, you see those trucks with the rolling banners that scroll through. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, you know, I think um, it was, it was, it was definitely a good move. Um, we ended up hiring a, a, a retired gentleman um, shortly after we kind of bought the business. So we didn't, because we were pulling texts away in the middle of the day. And sometimes it was just a, a big constraint um, from a workflow perspective, but our, uh, our driver has been excellent, and um, I think half of our like older female patients actually have a crush on them. Um, <laughs> sometimes one of somebody else will go, or even I'll go run a delivery, and they'll be like, "Well, where's Dave?" Like they're almost just mad that I'm there. <laughs> it's like, like I'm like 30 years younger than Dave, and I, <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, but um, but it's been good, and. Um, and we had a lot of fun, like wrapping the car. I, I was, you know, I've I've done a couple car wraps in previous projects, like in my other, you know, design, uh, you know, background. But um, the delivery car was was fun to do too, and um, yeah, it was awesome. And I won an award uh, for doing it, um, and I uh, was uh, really, uh, you know, flattered to see that uh, NCPA had chosen me for the nice award. Yeah, it was a good looking wrap, man, and. And again, if you're going to have something driving around town, um, you know, it definitely makes sense to, um, you know, have visibility for that. Hey, we're literally in your community, 
meeting you where you live. Um, you know, there, there's a cool visual to that. I would, I would think if you are a, um, you know, if you're looking out the window saying, uh, I got to go to the pharmacy and pick up my drugs and you see, um, you know, you see the table rock car pull up at Martha's house across the street <laughs> to deliver her medications to her. Um, you know, it's like, huh, maybe I should be taking advantage of that. I mean, especially right now when, um, if I can save on gas, then <laughs> I'm definitely going to do anything I can to save on gas. Yeah. So yeah, delivery is an area that I definitely grow. Um, I haven't, uh, you know, I've been looking at the Jerry Med, the combo uh, pharmacy program uh, for, you know, they've got a, a medical at home uh, classification where you can sort of, you know, get these patients scripts at a higher reimbursement rate without DIR fees. So we've been entertaining that, uh, but there's a couple of mandates. They have to be, you know, at home, you have, receiving compliance packaging, and you have to deliver to them is one of them. Uh, so we'd have to increase some of our deliveries because we don't deliver to all those patients, but we could force them to get delivery and then we could potentially, um, you know, build their, their medicine at a, at a better rate. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, um, anything to set yourself apart. I mean, I know that some of the retail stores, I think most of them are doing delivery these days. I think pretty much everyone's doing free delivery. Um, so I think, uh, you definitely want to be doing what your competitors are doing. And if you can find a way to do it a little bit better, then that's, that's where you want to be. Um, so we'll, yeah. we'll keep, we'll keep going, growing to delivery. It's not, I mean, some people, you know, I've tried to convince them to get delivery and they they still just like come in the store, which is fine. You know, I'd rather come them come in anyway, you know. Um, but if someone's on the fence, like I find that's a good mail order uh, rebuttal. Well, I've got mail order. And you're like, well, we've got free delivery, you know. So if it's coming to your mailbox, you know, we can take it to your door. So that's that's kind of been a good rebuttal for mail order for me in my conversations with people that are hesitant to, to transfer in because of that convenience of mail order. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you guys offering any, you know, like wh when you're planning that delivery, um, obviously for that to be efficient, a lot of things have to be in place. Um, you know, a med sync program, uh, to make sure that you're not making multiple deliveries. Uh, adherence packaging is a great thing to offer. Again, if you are looking at growing that program, as that is one of those requirements, but it's also really helpful for the patient. Um, are you expanding into, you know, during that appointment based kind of model that you're, you're building for the delivery, offering those over the counter services, you know, Hey, do you need anything from the, uh, you know, from the retail side, do you need paper towels? Um, I mean, we always ask yeah. that we, so we will call to confirm deliveries, you know, in the, in the morning. And we always do ask, you know, if there's anything else that they may need, uh, from the, you know, the front, um, and sometimes we'll run them out. Sometimes we don't. Uh, most of our patients that are on delivery are sync patients, but we do keep tabs on them. You know, we chart, we let them have one delivery per week. If they exceed uh, more than one a week, we, we charge them a small delivery fee. And for some people, uh, it's, they kind of have to do it because unfortunately it's, they don't have uh, mobility. Um, for others, you know, they'll, they'll wait, but um, we don't see a lot of pushback from that. Um, but we haven't done a. I haven't really cross trained my delivery driver to to cross sell a lot of stuff. That's one one good area that I could probably uh, kind of help him, you know, persuade people if he sees an area. But um, but he's usually he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty good go getter. Usually, if he sees an opportunity, he'll speak up for us. 
so I think, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely a good idea to anywhere that you can cross sell is, is an, is an excellent, is an excellent solution. Uh, another thing I've been doing just recently is I've been just kind of doing a little bit of detailing, um, just kind of dropping in, bringing donuts, um, to offices that like that we've been trying to grow compounding, you know, cause it's cash based for most, for the most part. Um, so veterinary clinics, you know, places that are dispensing hormones, uh, these are things we target and I'll just drop in and, you know, give them some swag and, uh, give them some materials to look over and some, maybe some samples of things that are applicable to their customer base. And, uh, and I'll just pop in and out real quick. You know, I don't try to sell it through or arrange a meeting, but I just want to kind of like here, here's table rock pharmacy and here's something to leave with a good taste in your mouth. Um, and that's, that's kind of my, my goal there. And I, that's nothing new, but I do think it's important to do it on a, on an annual or, or, or biannual basis to kind of go around and, and make, make amends with all of your, your prescribers so that they yeah, for sure. are happy with you. Yeah. Well, and everybody wants, again, everybody wants somebody in their corner. So, you know, if, if there's a pharmacist that's going to help me reach my goals as a physician, or who's going to, you know, allow me to, you know, prescribe with confidence, a, a specific, you know, veterinarian compound. Like if I know I've got a guy that I can rely on, who's going to increase adherence, who's going to talk to those patients, you know, um, <clears throat> it's really such a win-win situation, uh, that it just makes sense to, you know, make sure you nurture those relationships and, and let them know, Hey, I've got solutions that, that can help you. Uh, and you're right. It doesn't have to be a major, you know, Hey, let's sit down and have a sales pitch and, you know, or high pressure, but just, Hey, I'm here for you and part of the community and, you know, happy to serve. Yeah. Just give them something that, you know, give them something that's going to stick around and something for them to look over in their own time. Um, you know, I think like when I came on, I also kind of developed a good chunk of just some, like some people call them slicks or one pagers. So they just kind of outline all of our services on a, on a real high level. And I think that's, that's good to have on hand uh, that you can pass off to people when it comes up and throughout your conversations in the store or in public. You know, I actually thought about you this morning. Uh, I, I was getting ready and I was thinking about this podcast and I saw sitting on my shelf um, like the Dollar Shave Club, you know, and, and that was just such a great example of, like here's a utilitarian thing. There's nothing cool about you know uh, budget razors, uh, but they've branded it in a certain way, and it pops up on my Instagram feed. Uh, now that I've said it out loud, it's going to pop up today, I'm sure. But but it's a utilitarian thing that I need, um, and there's nothing really cool about that product specifically. But they they. They reached me online. They um, offer a product that's delivered. It's convenient. And and they branded it in a way that makes you feel like it's something cool when it comes in. You know, it's got like some nice graphic design. But they're able to fill that niche and kind of change the way you think about that product. And now, a you know, these razor blades that cost nothing, you know, they've turned it into a really great business. But again, they've just kind of changed the way people perceive that utilitarian product and you know, I think there's so many different areas of, you know, healthcare and medicine that um, they can kind of get that same treatment. Just, you know, make, make me think about it a little bit differently, right? Like how many other of those utilitarian products can you just kind of recall the logo and think of like that? So. Right. 
or not necessarily make you think about it differently, but maybe put it in a format that's like fun to digest. Um, you know, so if you're going to talk about MedSync, you know, it's kind of a boring topic or you're going to talk about, so think about a way that you could sort of recreate those in a format, like a reel, like a, you know, an Instagram reel, um, that's going to have more of a hook or it's going to be slightly quirky, um, you know, that's going to make people chuckle and give them a chance to like, remember that video about maybe it was kind of funny or maybe it was just a little weird. Um, but it's going to stick with them, you know? Uh, so that's, and, and those are the ones that like we've got really good traction off of. Like I was just looking over, um, you know, some of our, our posts and promoted posts in the past. Um, and those ones that we've sort of, we've been a little comical on, but still serious and still presenting information have definitely done the best over the ones that we've just been like really serious and granted it would look professional, but people just kind of just bore out, you know, and they just, I mean, people's attention spans, I think they're just getting shorter and shorter. And uh, I don't I mean, definitely. I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, I don't think people are going to be able to concentrate beyond like 60 seconds in the next 10 years. <laughs> so you got to, you yeah. got to, you got to keep it concise. Um, and it, it needs to have some sort of, like a hook, you know, or some sort of like comic relief. So it sticks with them and that they, they want to remember it. Um, and maybe it's so good they'll even share it. And that's like, that's the greatest free market you can get when you're getting somebody to share your promoted content. Uh, so. Yeah. Or, uh, just share that visual of, uh, walking around town in a great looking, uh, you know, t-shirt that supports your community and your local businesses. Yeah, yeah. You just always have to, um, you know, be on your A game when you're wearing your pharmacy T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> always on my A game. <laughs> yeah, and just hope you don't sell it to like you know somebody that's not on their A game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not, this one's not for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to buy that shirt. Yeah. No, we never do that. <laughs> if they want the shirt, they can have the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you get back to work there. We're about out of time here. Yeah, that was um, quick. Yeah, I know. Time flies when you're having fun, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, uh, thanks for having me on. This is uh, great to talk to you guys. We're looking forward. Uh, Jesse and I are both headed down to the, uh, the Connect Conference next week. So maybe we'll see some faces there. But um, we do love Pioneer. Um, and it's been a great uh, add to our business. And, um, and yeah, happy to share anything else down the road. All right. Can't wait to see you guys there. Make sure you bring me one of those in, a, in an extra large. Yeah, I'll do it for sure. Got your <laughs> name on it, Will. All right, man. I'll see you next week then. And uh, thanks for joining us. And everyone else, I'll see you here next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Scripts, presented by the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please support our channel by liking, subscribing, and clicking the notification bell so that you'll be notified anytime we post new content. To stay up to date with all of the latest independent pharmacy news and content, follow PioneerRx on your preferred social media platform.